Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, we are going to talk about hard money, private money, conventional, non-QM, aka DSCR, and seller financing. There's all these different ways you can structure deals, get deals funded. I've done all of these, uh, but I think a lot of people mix up vocabulary. So we're going to have this conversation with the one and only Casey from Brick by Brick Wealth. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing awesome, Michael. Thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. So we get we both get a lot of questions uh, from the audience who maybe stumble across our channels or Instagram feed, and they make statements about different lending products, maybe being confused a little bit. So I thought we should talk about hard money, private money, non-QM or DSCR loans, conventional, and maybe even uh, seller financing. So why don't you pick, ladies, first? Which one do you want to talk about first? Sure. Well, one thing I'll say is, um, since I kind of specialize in helping new, brand new investors kind of understand how to buy rental properties and even financing and all those sorts of terms are new for a lot of people, one of the most commonly uh, misunderstood things is hard money loans. And I get a lot of people saying, Casey, I'm going to use a hard money lender to finance my first rental property. And I'm like, like, that's not really what hard money is. You know, um, people think that they're going to get help with their down payment. And that's not what a hard money lender does. A hard money lender is there to give you a short term loan and they want their money back fast within six to 12 months. And they're going to charge you a lot of money. So, yes, you can get help, you know, with um, you know, really hard money lenders are good for Burr. They're good for flips. They're good for when Burr is flipping, you're flipping to yourself. They're good for flips. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like they want their money back in less than a year. And so you're you're still going to need to put down 20% into the initial purchase price of the property, you know, but they'll give you the rest and they'll help with repairs, but you still have to have money to buy the first property. Even if you use a hard money lender, they're not going to give you 100% financing and 100%, you know, um, rehab financing. Yeah. So I've actually used hard money, right? And in, um, gosh, what year was that? Probably 2010, 11, the banks turned off. They wouldn't lend to investors anymore. Uh, so we went to hard money lender and you're right. <laughs> we got 70% um, of purchase price or value, whatever was le less. So they're super conservative. Uh, yeah. In this case, we got five-year notes. So this was kind of, this was a different time, obviously. But dude, we were paying 12% interest only, right? Yep. The other thing you got to talk about hard money is there's two or three points. Typically, I've used hard money lenders. It's somebody's, some individual, maybe somebody's company, that that's what they do. So it's not a traditional bank. It's not a traditional lender. You're not really going to do any underwriting. They, at least the ones I used, did their own drive-by appraisals. Um you know, so it's a very different, I I've done a hard money loan in as little as 48 hours. That was the fastest oh, wow. we've done. So they can be fast, especially if you have a relationship and track record. 
But in today's environment, I would tell you, you're absolutely right. I hear so many people, I'm going to get a hard money lender to do 100% financing. Uh, no, you're not. No, you're not. That's, that's, you know, I mean, maybe there's the rare exception, but um, certainly for a new investor, I don't know of any hard money lender that's going to do 100% purchase, 100% uh, repair. Uh, I think it's a word that's used um, incorrectly. And I think, yeah. I think it's because something that's spun up in the last decade is non-QM. Maybe a lot of people call them DSCR loans. There mm -hmm. is a difference, right? Yeah. I have I have multiple lenders on my show every week that do DSCR loans. Um, they're not so. First off, my experience with DSCR loans, again, having done them, much better rates, much better fee structures, uh, much more flexibility. Right? They have the ability to go from bridge to permanent. They can do 40, right? They have options, like a Swiss army knife. Um, but like hard money, they want skin in the game. And they will they will treat a brand new investor slightly different than an experienced investor. But they still want you to bring money to the table. But rates are, I don't know, 3 4% less on a DSCR loan than, than hard money. What are your experience? Yes. And they're much more competitive now, like that to traditional loans versus five years ago. I feel like, Five, six, seven years ago, DSCR or non-QM loans were like the snake oil. They were like used car salesman loans. And it's like, ew, you don't want to get one of those loans. They're nasty and they're expensive. And you know, you can't trust the lender. Not so much anymore. And I really feel like since the pandemic, there's been so many more loan options. The non-QM loans are like pretty favorable compared to conventional loans where, you know, yes, you pay more upfront points, but the interest rates are relatively the same. There's not such a huge difference. And the big benefit to doing a DSCR loan is that you really don't need a job. So a lot of people that come to me and say, Casey, I'm in between jobs, or I get paid on the table, or I'm a babysitter, you know, a nanny, and they pay me cash, you know, and it's like, I don't, I'm not going to qualify. Lenders say I'm not going to qualify for loans. It's like, wait a minute, like, you know, you have a good credit score, you have money, it's just your W-2, you don't have a W-2 history. So maybe the best option for you would be to go get a DSCR loan because they don't approve you for you. You need your credit and, you know, you need some money for down payment and stuff. But if it's a job that's holding you back, DSCR lenders are lending on the cash flow value potential of the property, not really on you. So I've had a lot of students that will go that route because they are maybe like a retired person and they're not bringing in tons of income or they most common one is they're a small business owner and they show losses on their tax returns because you don't, they don't want to pay taxes. And so they don't qualify for a regular traditional loan because they don't have that W-2 income, you know. Um, they show a loss, even though they really make money. So DSCR loans are, you know, pretty, pretty good compared to, you know, what they were a long time ago. Yeah, I think you're right. I think another difference that I failed to mention, which you highlight is a hard money lender is really lending on the asset. They're making sure their security is the asset. Cause I actually think a lot of hard money lenders are planning on foreclosing on some percentage of their loan. So to them, it's the asset that is their security, a DSCR lender a non-QM lender, they could do bank statement loans, they could do mm -hmm. asset back loans. It's really their make sense lenders because not everybody fits, you know, the W-2 kind of treadmill, uh, you know, the approve eligible to use kind of conventional. So we might as well go to conventional. Conventional yep. lending is probably what most people think about. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, it's the best loan. It's the creme de la creme. I mean, you get the best interest rates. You get the best terms. It's backed by the government. You know, your best properties, you want to be conforming conventional loans, like your best properties you do. Now, if you're personally, like if I maxed out my 10 and I'm going to go get a, maybe a short-term rental where I've got a, maybe a chance of getting a lawsuit because I got tons of people coming in and out, or I'm in a really not so nice neighborhood and it's like, you know, I'm not sure I want this one really under my name and all that. I might, you know, go for some other route, but my best properties are the ones I know I'm going to hold forever. I want them to be conventional loans. I want those to be with, with my, under my name, you know? Yeah. Conventional lending is really obviously the best rates, best terms, but also predominantly what owner occupants use, right? Whether you're owner, house hack, all of those things, the traditional 30 year mortgage. There are two other ways you can finance properties. And again, I've done both of these. One is seller financing. One is private money financing. They're different. Uh, but Casey, why don't you go ahead and give us, you know, tell us about each one. Yeah. So I actually went last weekend um, on a seller financing appointment. So it was a, a lady um, who I know. Um, it's one of my daughter's great grandmas. And I always told her, oh, if you ever want to sell your house, let me know. And um, she finally, she said she's, you know, 83 and thinking about selling. And I was like, hey, me and Blake will come over. We'll come take a look at your house. And, you know, the house is, she wants 343. So it's kind of high. Um, and I know it's in my neighborhood and it's one of the cheaper houses in the city. But the only way this deal is going to work for me is if it's seller financing. I'm not going to cash flow, nor do I want a $350,000 house with a 7% interest rate. Like I, and that's even buying down a little bit. Like, I don't want that. That's not, I mean, God, for the cash flow, I could buy two houses under 200 and make more money than buying her one house, you know? So I really need to have a lower interest rate and she only owes 53,000 on it. So it would be like a sub two sort of deal, but she doesn't own it outright, but there is some really big pros to seller financing. And I haven't had a chance to meet back with her yet. Cause we went to the lake this past weekend with the neighbors, but um, you know, the solution is going to be, look, you don't really need a 200 some thousand dollar check, right? What are you going to do? You're going to go rent a condo somewhere. We have to invest that money. And that sounds like a pain in the butt. How about we do low money down, low to no money down. I'll pay your note for you to the bank. And if you need, if you need some money, whatever, fine. But I will give you X amount of dollars per month and you'll be able to kind of pay your new condo that you're renting. You know, so she needs the paycheck more than she needs a, you know, the monthly paycheck more than she needs a big equity check. Cause she's 83. What's she going to do with it? She's not going to go buy something else. She's now old and going to go rent. So there's a lot of pros with seller financing because you can negotiate on all terms. And especially in a market like today where we have high interest rates and you have a seller who maybe has had the property for a long time, maybe owns it free and clear. Maybe they got this price stuck on their head like this lady does. Like, I've got to get this. I've got to get this. And it's like, okay, I'll give you that price, but I need, you know, really low interest rate. I even talked about, to, I was talking to Blake about doing a straight, um, just principal reduction. Like I'll give you 350, I'll give you 360 for your house. Straight principal reduction, no interest, but I'll give you $2,000 a month, you know? Yeah. And that would, that might be the solution that kind of works because, and if she's going to only live for so many years, this lady's amazing, she's probably lived for 10 years, you know? I'll actually, if we do a five or seven year term, 
and but the, which is low and I don't like doing those. But if it's straight principal reduction, I might actually have paid down a significant portion in that time to be able to refinance with a big mm -hmm. loan if I want to, if I don't want to pay it off. But yeah. just doing like, you know, paying mostly interest up front with a low interest rate, not going to really reduce my principal very much. And if it, my seven, five or seven year loan term runs out, I might not have any, I might not be able to refinance, especially if I do low down. Yeah, you know, so but there are big benefits to seller financing that you can't get with the other loan types. Yeah, seller financing is amazing, and and when you do them correctly, both the buyer and seller win, yeah. right? In, in the example that you're talking about, you're talking about giving her her number. You're talking about essentially allow basically paying her rent in her next place, which you know deburdens the rest of her life, which is which is a yeah. great way to do it. Um, yeah, so seller financing is amazing. Typically, you have to have equity, right? The, the seller has to have equity. There are tax benefits. There are all kinds of benefits to doing them. So again, seller financing is amazing. I bought entire portfolios with seller financing over the years. Uh, fully recommend kind of getting to know those. But there's also private money to kind of close this yeah. out. Something I've done over the years, two different cycles, is I borrowed millions of dollars from friends and family. One time I paid 10, 10 to 12% interest only. And the other time I did 6% interest only plus 20% of the profit. Cause one time I was doing long-term buy and hold and the other time I was doing flips. So again, when you have a track record, you have experience, you have a relationship with friends and family who don't want to put money in the stock market or want to participate in another asset. You can also raise private money as well. So again, hard money, non-QM slash DSCR, conventional seller, private money. These are all things about controlling assets with debt. Um, any kind of closing thoughts, Casey? What's your favorite? I mean, my favorite is the safe way. I like those conventional loans because I'm getting that 30-year fixed debt. It's backed by the government. I'm getting the best interest rate available. And I just feel so safe doing that. Um, doing the seller financing deal with this lady it's got to work for me too. And if I'm doing some, cause she's going to die soon. So I'm five to seven year term. I better make sure I have enough freaking equity because there's not enough 10 years. There's not a 10 year cycle for me to guarantee that I'm going to have equity. So I don't really like the risky things. Private money would be great if somebody wanted to lend me private money, but I don't also want to be in bed with someone for a very long time. And I don't really want to feel like I have to cash out refinance and start all the way over when I'm 10 years, 15 years down the road. Like I'm, I want principal pay down. I want hundred percent cash flow minus taxes and insurance. Like I'm not one of those like, Oh, let's just keep doing the loans over and over again. Like, you know, I, that's not on my thing. So for me, conventional loans are the best. And I feel like, you know, we've got one more we can do, um, I guess together, Blake and I, and then we'll just, I can buy a few more, put the last two in his name only. Cause I'm like, I'm running out of loans. Hmm. Um, so the last two houses are in his name only, but we'll just a couple of few of the houses. We only owe like 40,000. So, okay, I'll just pay that one off. And guess what? Now I got a new loan opened up. I can go get another conventional. Just want to be safe. And if you're low risk and you have a family and you're not willing to put it all on the line, Conventional loans are a great way to start out, at least until you can build enough cash flow and have a steady, you know, financial income to where now you can take a little bit more risk and maybe do some of those other loan types. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. I mean, I was originally coming into this thinking seller financing, but usually seller financing, you do have balloons because typically you're dealing with somebody who's who's later later in life and they want to have, you know, some point where that's that's set off. So yeah, 30 year fixed rate cash flow day one, de-risk it. Well said. 
Casey, you do a lot of amazing stuff every day on Instagram and YouTube. Where can people find you? You can find me every day, most all places at Brick by Brick Wealth. Instagram, I'm there daily, except for this past week when they banned me for a week for an inflation post. Telling the truth, not allowed to do that anymore. Be careful what you talk about. So um, everywhere uh, you can find Brick by Brick Wealth. Thank you so much.